Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. Uh, this is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live, and I'm your host, Rams Mavote. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Broadcaster Onkhoputze J.J. Davan is famous for rubbing everyone up the wrong way. And yet, they all gravitate towards him and keep on coming back for more punishment of his friends. I could never make out whether our politicians in particular are suckers for punishment or are the best epitome of the old saying, no publicity is bad publicity. And that is fodder for JJ. He has them for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and sometimes dessert on his popular show, Power to Truth on ENCA. JJ is, in a manner of speaking, South Africa's own Piers Morgan. Controversial, annoying to many, yet loved by many for not taking prisoners. I can only hope that for his sake, JJ does not also support Arsenal. It's bad enough being likened to Piers Morgan, I mean. Whether it's politicians... And then you've got two cabinet ministers who are in a love triangle with a 20-something-year-old. We put our that's why this economy will never take off because we are not we are busy with nonsense. We are supposed to be knuckling down, knuckling down to, to, to find solutions for this economy. People are starving, people are sleeping under bridges, people are going to, to, to work hungry. Or the private sector. If you think Steinhoff was a stinking situation, you, 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 you got something coming for you. That was only a tip of the iceberg about South Africa's private company, private sector. Stinky, 42%, and that's in a, against a global average of 30%. In South Africa, 42% of, it's almost half of the companies in our, in our corporate landscape have been used as vehicles for corruption, for bribery. And it's a cocktail of things. It's money laundering. Money laundering are almost a capital of money laundering. We're a haven of crooks. JJ never minces his words. I'm convinced that each night for three days a week, people sit in front of their TVs and wonder who next will be put to the sword. Friend, foe, neighbor, or side chick. Sometimes JJ is ruthless. Uh, no news uh, crying over spilled milk. Sanko is just uh, uh, basically just a pussycat instead of a lion for the people. Sanko. Completely captured 
by the ends, in the pockets of the movement, in the pockets of government. You see, if you want to kill civil society, put it in the pockets of government. And other times, he's brutal. You must ask yourself, if you think he's a label, eh? well, the most unequal society in the world, yeah, how, how did you become so unequal? All right, what are the ingredients of this inequality? It means that somebody's earning 12,000 rand for digging minerals out of the belly of the earth. And then in the same company, somebody's earning 300 million rand. And he's not even ashamed. <laughs> he's not ashamed of it. I don't know, these people can't want an extra 1,000, man. And with his salary alone, he can pay all those workers a bonus. Oftentimes, he comes across as personal. They can't both be right. One is saying something is being done, another was saying nothing is being done. And if you had the choice between believing Ramaphosa and his dollars in a matras and the chief justice, I'm not sure who you will believe. I know who I will believe at this rate. But always consistent and honest. We are just accustomed to politicians just living a lie. You know, it's one thing to lie, but it's another to live a lie and believe your own propaganda. The fact of the matter is as late as last week. I'm not talking about many, many moons ago. As late as last week, we have an allegation here that three of the members of the cabinet of the same Ramaphosa have, have, uh, uh, have been bribed or demanded a bribe of 500 million rand from a businessman who was uh, uh, who has signed the contract with the uh, unemployment insurance fund and of course they have denied they say hey it's not true and so on but and he even added in balula on top of it right he added in balula to say no 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 it's not only just these three ministers it's also the general general of the ANC. of course balula in his typical in his typical way, he ran to court to say, no, 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 this guy must keep quiet. It's not true. I don't know anything. Now, in a, in a context of a continual, continuous culture of lies, if a businessman uh, like Mutunzi Mudwaba, who's been an international icon in the Labour Federation and so on, a, 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 you know, a businessman who was simply trying to assist the UIF that's useless, that's not creating the jobs it's supposed to, right? Uh, and that person comes and says, uh, uh, these ministers want half a million rand, or, or no, 500 million rand. Who will you believe? Who, tell me, who will you believe? Will you believe Godongwana? Will you really believe Godongwana? Will you believe in Messi? Because I won't believe any of the guys because if you look at their portfolios, they're in tatters. Well, the man is here tonight. Ay, today. Why did I say tonight? The man is here today. Maybe <laughs> because he doesn't show at night, right? He's here today to speak for himself. I'd like to remind each and every one of you that you are free to curse while listening to this conversation. In fact, you can scream just like JJ himself. Parliament! Parliament refuses! But whatever you do, don't move. Don't go to the loo. Don't pass chains. Don't even go launder your ill-gotten money. This conversation will be done before you can say, can you believe it? You'll be incensed to know that JJ is my friend. Just like many others that I have hosted here before that you do not like, including Ridi Tabi, Musi Maimani, Gareth Cliff. 
you probably don't like me either. But thanks for following this podcast. Nevertheless, I will not disappoint. As Ricky Gervais once said, remember, it is just jokes. We are all going to die someday. So, on that somber note, let's get down to business and welcome Northwest's favorite son and South Africa's worst nightmare, Ongkhoputsi JJ Tavani, live from our Parktown Studios. That's what he says when he says, live from our Hyde Park Studios. This is Parktown Studios now. That was my last and lame impersonation of my guest. Thank you so much for a wonderful introduction. <laughs> Good to have you here. I've and never had the... such an introduction. That's hilarious. <laughs> I must invite you to my one-man show. You're going to do my introduction there. <laughs> I'd love to do that, man. I'd like, you know, I'm a sucker for your for your work. I mean, I sit there and I scream and I laugh and I, but I come back day after day. No, and thank you, thank day. you for giving me feedback when I do right when I, and when I miss it, when I You're miss the point. You know, that's that's the yeah. that's the point of brotherhood, right? I need to point out when you absolutely. do it right and when you do it in bed because then I'm not helping. Absolutely, right? absolutely. But <laughs> who are you angry with lately? Uh, a chap called Peter Dutoid. Yes, I saw yesterday I, he says yes. JJ has dished up atrocious television. I saw that. Now I'm used to this type of thing, Rams, and I really uh, I was gonna I'm gonna deal with him tonight. But let me because I'm here. Let me start now, <laughs> right? Frankly, I don't care about Peter Dutoid's view about me. If I cared, I would not have been on uh, broadcastings for five or seven years now. Yeah. Right. If I cared about that kind of thing, where journalists because i'm not one by yep. the way journalists think that if they have got a script particularly uh, news 24 and daily maverick when they have a script and you depart from that script you'll be their enemy number one all of us uh, 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 can ask questions you can uh, interview me somebody else can interview me and have a terrible or good interview True and that. ask me 100 things you didn't think about or or you didn't think are relevant Right? So what I hate is where people think that when they've got a bone to chew we must all chew that bone what for you know, um, so I, I was quite I was quite annoyed by that because I had the Lebuha Maile. I'm sure I, I, I was have, watching. If you have followed my show, you know I've attacked the guy many, many times. Yep. I've interviewed him. It has been blood. Not every interview is bloodbath. Some yes. interviews just we're, we're just chilling. We're talking. Because remember the public is not there, not, they're not fools. Right? So even if I don't bash the guy, I ask him nice questions like what how I started the show, yep. asking about Alex Mafia. People thought it was just a by the way. It was not a by the way. Because I had to answer, is this Alex Mafia actually true or, or yes, not? But yes. I didn't have to say, is it true that there's Alex Mafia? I said, oh, you're writing a book. Maybe you should write about Alex Mafia. <laughs> and then the first 10 minutes was about that. Now that's for record is there. Next yes. time they, they make reference to it, it becomes a, a, a point of reference. Yes. Right? But I can't educate Peter Dutoy about my style of interviewing. Nor do I care about his views about it. Well, I think that's look, enough and I'm, said. And I'm not going to defend you. You can defend yourself. But the very previous night, yeah, you had a very rough interview with Minister Mutsualedi. So, you know, one cannot judge you the same way all the time. I mean, oh, absolutely yeah. not. Because there is, that's why I wanted to start off by saying people always get confused. I'm not a journalist. right? I just happen to have a media platform. Yeah. You understand? I, I wish I was a journalist. I would have gone to school to study don't how to. We do. get underpaid. Don't, don't wish for that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not in that in that league. You know, I, I, I will otherwise my my wife will make you sleep in the stoop. You know, I need to. I I do many things to earn my living. Journalism is not one of them. But the media platform where I give people conversational opportunity is what I do. But more importantly, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't hesitate to tell you my view. Right and conduct 
my interviews the way that I am influenced by my opinion because that's an opinion show. I'm not trying to be a reporter. Yeah. Right. So if I don't like you, Rams, and you come to my show, I will be, I'll be very, it will be very difficult but, for me to they pretend. Come. They come. No, no, and no. They no I, you don't like them and they still come. No, no, let me explain. They don't come here. No, and no. I like all of them, unlike you. No, you know <laughs> what? You know what? You need to understand this. And I, I want to repeat this for people who have not heard this before. My show is roughly an hour. Bongani Bingwa, God bless him, his show is 10 minutes with you at the maximum. Yeah. So he will say, we're running out of time. Please talk. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't like what you're saying. Talk now. Yeah. Whereas I'll say, what did you say, by the way? And I've got 15 minutes only per segment. Yes. Which means that you've got time to explain yourself. Yeah. I can tell you, Rams, nine out of ten guests, at the end of that one hour, they say, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as people said it was going to yes. be. Even, even, even when it was a very bad interview. And once in a while, others will say, that's what they told me about you. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now yeah, I see now what I they meant. <laughs> you are a buffoon. <laughs> no, 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 listen. I, uh, the reason I've got repeat guests is exactly because I believe I'm fair. I'm, I know that I'm not uh, I, I'm not rude. I can be direct, but not rude, right? And thirdly, I will give you an opportunity. Not that I won't interrupt you because I'm trying to have a conversation, yeah. not a solo queue or a monologue. Yes. So you can't come there and talk for 15 minutes like, you know, my, my it friend. It doesn't work. Because I had a dialogue where there were five panelists. She wanted to talk for 15 minutes. And when I tried to interrupt, they ate 14 minutes 50. She said, let me finish. <laughs> I said, no, but you can't finish. There are five other people. <laughs> Everyone is finished by that time. So by, yeah, so by the time she, when she came to my show last year, which was quite a pleasant thing, I, I said, Minister, please, whatever you say, don't say, let me finish. There's no time. <laughs> we only have 45 minutes. Just We just get to the point. So so uh, in summary, Rams, people, I've got repeat guests. Yeah. There, there are very few guests who have not come for the second time. There are some who haven't come at all. At all, yeah. But I can promise you, when they do come, they will be happy to come the second time. I even make them promise on the show to say, you'll come after three months, you'll yeah. come after six months. And they do, right? They do. Absolutely. So why do you think we are we are watching? Why, why do you, Is it for laughs? You know, because you are very funny, I must say, in a hysterical way. <laughs> or is it because of the serious issues that you raise in your quintessential way as JJ? Listen, it's 8 o'clock p.m. You've been watching the news. If you are a news junkie like me, you've yeah. been watching the whole day. Yeah. You are bored. They've repeated the bulletin many times. Yeah. You've tried to switch channels. You find the same uh, packages, news bulletins. So at 8 o'clock, we say, what can we give which is different? It will still make you understand the news. It will still make you uh, a dissect opinion of other people, right, of the news of the day, not necessarily of that day, but that are yeah. currently in the public discourse, but not in a strict, strict way of saying, Oh, please uh, read this script this way, that way, the others. In, in, in the gallery, uh, where there are about 20 people who are making, who are in the background to make the show happen, there's somebody who's, who runs the auto queue. During my show, she, she has a one hour break because I don't read the auto queue. <laughs> well, quite a part of we, that we I can't do see. Know. We do know that you don't read the, the auto queue. Yeah, but people mistake that for, for, for freelancing or no, no, freestyling yeah, free or not preparing. You, can, you can't be more mistaken. I prepare the whole day. I prepare my shower. When I leave my house, my wife probably knows what the rent is going to be about. Because she'll say, but you are making a lot of noise. Because I'll be... I'll be so you rehearse the rent? You re it's rehearsed. <laughs> it's rehearsed. Wow. I mean, how else would I be so systematic and tell you? Because I try not to be repetitive. I try to give you the facts, yes. but in quick succession. 
right? And then uh, sometimes I'll have the time I will not finish what I wanted to say it's because the time has run out. And I must give you the history of the rent quickly. I know I've not told you. Yes, good. yes. So it, it, when we launched Newsroom Africa, I was going to talk for five minutes, right? Because I've been away from air for a, for a, for yeah. a while after being fired by a power. Yeah, I think I'm going to talk about that so, later. Yeah, yeah, so now, <laughs> so I say, Ish, it, I've got all these rents in my head. So I said, no, I'm going to rent for five minutes. And then I'm going to take calls, right? So uh, what the, the, the clock used to be at top of the hour news, up to quarter past, then quarter past, that's the, that's the time for the rent, five minutes, and then the rest of the time until half past, or take, I take calls. Yeah. That's just the plan. What happened? The phones were not working oh. on the, on the oh. day of the launch. The joy of presenting. So they then say, the hey man, joy. what are we going to do until half past? Because we've structured it so that half past there's something called newsmaker. Yeah. And the guests will only arrive, they say, about quarter past, be settled, and at half past they come to the desk. Then at nine o'clock we have another uh, 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 f- called Frank Talk, which yeah. is an hour. Hey, so I said, no, 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 I'll keep talking. You tell me at half. Tell me when it's thirty seconds to go to half past. I'll just keep talking. It became fifteen minutes of a, 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 a not to be missed segment. Actually, you could see with the numbers. So every day, Rams, there, there, there are numbers that come out of who watched how, what, who watched what in the news market. Yeah. And, and, and you can see the graph at quarter past going way up every wow. day, right? Right now it's at eight now, right? And it's like that across the channels. For three years now, on, on season four, we are number one show across all the news channels, whether be it CNN, BBC, Newsroom, SABC, every night. If we're on a day we have done badly, we, we, have, we have 50% of the market. On a day we have done badly. I, I'll tell you, I, I've had one rent in my life on air. Like you, it was not planned. I was on 702, talk at nine, and there were no calls. As the phones were working, nobody was calling. I was probably boring, right? I, the show just started at 9 p.m. Nobody was calling. Yeah. I kept on talking, and the producers kept on saying, go yeah. on, go yeah. on. Man, and I was saved by Michael Jackson. <laughs> he died on that day. So I read on screen that Michael Jackson just died, yeah. and things changed. Yeah. Like, People called, of course. My only rent, so I'll never do it again. <laughs> so... Yeah. You, you you dealt with it when we began. and by the way I need yeah. to apologize to you. His doctor JJ Town. I, you know, being friends with people, you forget <laughs> that this man he's got his PhD. It's not like those doctors that I spoke about two weeks ago. Anyway, you you touched on it at the beginning, and I wanted to ask you how do you deal with insults? Yeah. So you you mentioned Peter as you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Gen- so generally, generally, how do you generally, deal? I don't reply. Because, yeah, on, you don't. You don't on Twitter, engage. I don't reply. Yeah. What I do is I tell you who my guest is going to be. From time to time, I will tweet something that is interesting. Yeah. But generally, I just tweet because I just find Twitter a bit a lot uh, too much toxic. Yeah. Quite apart from that, I don't have the time. I'm, yeah. My desk is full, Rams. I edit two magazines. I know. I have a, I have a TV show. I run a, a communication business, which means I have clients. Yeah who require my attention sometimes. I run workshops, I facilitate conferences. I'm a professor at two universities. I've just been appointed now professor of media studies at the University of Botswana. Congratulations. Right, uh, I've not even announced it. You know, I'm just well, getting- Well, he's announced it here, what do you mean? I'm, I'm getting on with the work, <laughs> you know? So so my, my diary is, besides the fact I'm married with kids, okay? So I can spend some time on social media. My, my wife thinks I spend too much time on TikTok. Because this is what I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, or, or you know, and, and uh, me and her will then watch some soapies to di- to distress. Yes. Because it's it's a clutter. So I wouldn't be sitting there trying to have a, a, a tour 
you know and the last tour i had was with your friend Ridita. but generally i just you know if you insult me i'll deal with you on a rent one day <laughs> if i think this is important but otherwise generally i think uh, 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 you know uh, my, my 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 followers whether be it those who follow my magazines or my tv show and now i'll tell you now i've launched a radio show and what you call a syndicated radio show with 10 radio stations at the go right they, they engage with me enough and i think that's enough Right. Excellent. Um, are you are you angry with the ANC? Of course, I am. Very, very angry with the ANC, and I don't like, want to mince my words about it. Like, like the a, ANC a, had full on potential, had every reason to succeed, right? And they have cocked it up for all of us. But is it not like a dish lover? You know, you left them want to cope, and they're no, uh, not, not really. I've got lots of friends <clears throat> in the ANC. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, when on my way here, I was talking to Payanzu. You say, "Hey, uh, do you want to talk about your apology?" Or, or, or and I said, "No, not 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 immediately after my <laughs> healing." <laughs> you know, so so and 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 a number of people in the NC have seen me almost like as a black sheep of the family. So they know that uh, my criticism of them is not hatred. Yes, right. It's disappointment. You understand, mm. and I've got, and, and and when they split, you know, the NC the other day were asking me uh, offline whether, you know, why why do these guys, you know, keep gravitating towards me like we were saying at the beginning? It's because the NC is so factional, they can't even agree on hating me. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> it's not possible <laughs> because there will be one. You know, I, I, you won't believe when I tell you three weeks ago at the airport I bumped into Seven C Zwani. Yeah. And I couldn't even recognize him. So he called me, say, hey, Jay, Jay, you know? He says, yeah. So I, 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 he can see that I'm, I'm a bit dazed, yeah. you know, partly because of my terrible eyesight. And he says, yeah, you always insult me, but you don't even know me, you know? So we just have a laugh. They said, no, I'm sure you know it's not personal. Yeah. So I tell him a story about Bongo. You remember yeah, Bongo, yeah, Man- yeah, former yeah. minister Bongo? Yes. That, that <clears throat> one, if you can go to my podcast so at power. I've, remember, I mean, I've insulted him more than 10 times. Yeah. Or I dedicated more than 10 rents just to him because he, he was he represented the worst of us in terms of being a minister of security and intelligence and then try to bribe a, a an evidence leader in parliament. Yeah. Who apparently <clears throat> was found not guilty about that after I've insulted him for so many years. So he comes to my show at ENC after he was found not guilty and he's waiting there. My show starts at 8. He was already at 6 o'clock in the lounge. <laughs> I say, hey, today I'm going to have, it's going to be bad. So you know what he says to me? He says something very interesting. He says, we used to hate you until we realized that you criticize everybody. Huh? Huh? That's why I was so surprised. When this one was all jolly. I mean, I, that guy, if I meant, wanted to make a, a quick example that comes to my tongue, would be Mustafa Nzizwa. Even <laughs> two or three weeks ago, he was on my board at the back of my chair there. Uh, or, or because the parliament had cleared him. Oh my God! How do you claim Musabi Zwani really? <laughs> you know, and I said something like, uh, "Then somebody was saying that he appeared before the integrity committee." Yes, and and he passed. And I said, "I this guy, I'm sure it was a multiple choice, man. You know, you just you just guess and you get fifty. I mean, how do you pass? What kind of standard do you set? Even Musabi Zwani goes to an integrity that committee. That is what makes you angry with the ANC, isn't it? I mean, stuff like that, that Museveni is one against to pass. You, you understand? Yeah, but yeah. at the end, they're all human beings, Shem. You know, they really are trying, some of them, to, to just eke living out. Because he was saying to me, hey, you know, some of the things, when you, when you say them, 
I say hey, this guy is going to follow the, the same faith we did because some of the things he's saying now, criticizing the establishment, is what we said. Oh, now I'm in the same WhatsApp group with I didn't understand. <laughs> but I, I just said, okay, it was a pleasant <laughs> thing to see that he's not so angry with me as to beat me up. Because some of the people, you know, like a, 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 the Speaker of Parliament, I think that if that lady meets me in a dark alley, she can clap me and then say, and, and then deny. <laughs> like, like they do with soapy actors <laughs> that they don't like, right? <laughs> So yeah. the private sector, yeah, do they embrace your show as liberally as the government? I mean, politicians do embrace your show, but I think private sector are straight jacketed. I mean, they, I mean, and then it doesn't help that this week you went on a serious rant against the, the the private sector, the corporate sector. It's interesting because, like, like I have in the NC, I've got friends who are in the private sector who are in corporates, etc. I have I run a business. Uh, three of my businesses depend on the private sector. Yeah. My magazines have to get advertising. Um, and in fact, the MD tells me that since I took over the two magazines, they have they have not done badly on advertising. Mm. You know, uh, And uh, I've got a nice deal there that if I bring business, I can also make money out of it. So uh, there's always been a, 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 a little bit of a dilemma, if, if, if you like, of uh, trying to straddle being a business person but also being a, a, an activist, right? But I believe that if you are honest, right, then you don't have, uh, a, you know, to, to, to act dance too much. Because, I mean, can you believe what, what uh, Bongo told me? I could have uh, either not said, tell him the truth of what I feel and so mm -hmm. on, so <clears throat> that he can like me, yeah. right? And then eventually, what was, what, what was that going to uh, send me? So he was going to... Think oh, this guy is no backbone. I yeah. mean, he can't even criticize me for things that are obvious. You know, uh, you know, my friend. Uh, I, I, I know. I, I don't want to uh, to disparage anybody. My friend Jimmy, you used to have a, a, a show called Straight Talk on yeah. A N N Seven. <clears throat> Nothing but straight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you've you've answered. <laughs> you, you've you've already finished me. Anyway, so me and him had an appointment to interview Gwede Mandashe at the at the head office. So he started. And then I came because I had a small radio show at Ubuntu Radio. I remember that. It was a robust interview with Gwede Mandash, but Gwede likes a challenge. Yes. You understand? Likes you to take him on because he, he knows he can he can give it back as good as he gets. So he then says, he gossips about Jim. He says, hey, this was so bad, man. This guy is obviously so biased, you know. I didn't enjoy myself. You see, you see now. So sometimes you think that you are pleasing politicians by being nice to them. And they gossip about you to say this doesn't know what he's doing, you know. So it's interesting that you you think Mutwale this interview was 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 a rough one. It's actually it was very pleasant. My <laughs> wife always blames me, say when is Mutwale? I want to switch off because you guys are going to be buddy buddy there, etc. You know, like he's one of the best interviewees I've ever interviewed. Yeah, honest, knowledgeable. I mean, he remembers dates and yeah. issues. Yeah, so he put like me on the spot this week. He says, call his <laughs> yeah, name. Call, call, call his name now. Yeah. Yeah, because he's yeah. a white man. Yeah. Him, call his yeah. name. Call, call his name. <laughs> but but uh, quickly, I think this is very interesting. I'm uh, sorry to off ramp, but this we particular that's what we do for a living. Yeah, this particular yeah, this particular interview was interesting because I wrote an an email to the chairman of AICI and say your, your your CEO apparently is here without the visa. Then they ran helter skelter. They issued a statement to say how government is useless on visas. They were not intending to issue the statement until I made an inquiry. 
Jeez. You know that style and they of fell into a trap because now what Mos already told us is that actually there was no, no application. Because, vicious because, what, no application. because I had to ask him to say, hey chief, there's this person without a visa. What's happening? And what? He investigated. While he was investigating, they were on the front page of Business Day. They were in on Peter's oh. Bruce's show, yeah. insulting government about you know poor visa. Only to find the guy is not applied. And he's lying to say he's operating from Germany, which is what his chairman was saying. What irritates me more, uh, Rams, is that this is a company where PIC, which is uh, our pensions, is actually a shareholder. Mm. They appointed mm. a German chef to start with. You can't tell me that there are no engineers in South Africa who can run a chemicals company. Why do you need to appoint someone from Germany? And then when you do that, they come here illegally. That, uh, that really irritated me. PIC is not so perfect. They gave money to Iqbal Sevi. But let's move on. <clears throat> Don't start with me. <laughs> <laughs> Has any media boss asked you to tone down? And and more in, in favor of you know advertisers. It's, you know at power at uh, newsroom at ENCA, somebody said yeah. somebody somebody's unhappy, JJ. Keep tone down. All right. So I'll give you anecdotes and I want to just say that I've been very, very blessed in both at power at Newsroom Africa, at ENCA, that I was given truly a blank check. They just said, come and be you. Okay. Right. First of all, given Mkari, my friend there, or, or friend Amy, right, um, said, come. And, and actually, it was against better judgment of his colleagues because they said, but this guy's not a radio guy. He's a, he's a writer. Why do we bring this? Yeah. Right. And the show was the best show on radio in terms of numbers. I'm not talking flattery things. I'm talking numbers here. You turn the graph of radio upside down. Graph of radio starts with breakfast and the rest go down. Yeah. Ours was the opposite. Right? Because they gave me free hand. Right? One, you know, anecdotal day, you could say something like, yeah, you know, Andilam Klamash, not the kind of black that power wants to promote. I said, then I said, well, give me a list of the blacks you want to promote. Then it was the end of the conversation because yeah. he knew that was silly. <clears throat> But generally, given gave me the uh, you know uh, cut a blanche, you know, except when I, I went to criticize him, because uh, always cut a blanche <laughs> ends there. I, I I've learned that lesson. I will have to behave next time, you know. Newsroom Africa, it was all nice. There was no issue there. Um, uh, I uh, they wanted me to work five days a week, three hours at a time. That was too much. Yeah. Because of my diary and other things that I wanted to do, I was pursuing my PhD. I was writing a book. I was doing all sorts of things. So I, I, there was no way I could work three hours. Like I'm at my, to my 20s. Remember, radio TV was all my career. It was a hobby <clears> for me. Yeah. You know, and more of a passion. And in fact, more of a ministry, more than anything. Mm. So I, I just said to them, it, cannot, it can't work. So after I took leave up after COVID, because I had to hide f- from COVID, then they said, no, no, we, we don't want to do one or two days, one, five days. I said, okay, that's fine. ENCA had already called me. A year before, and I said to them, No, I'm just arrived at the newsroom, just relax, you know. But talk to me in a year. So it just happened as the universe would have it that they said, No, oh, you can come, you can do one or two days, there's no problem, one hour. But we'll pay you the same amount they paid you for five days. So I said, What? That's a good Jeez. deal. I'm going there. Jeez. You know? Yeah. Well, some people are, are lucky. <laughs> so, you know, like me, you have been fired by a few media bosses. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fun? <laughs> Not at all. I'm actually still suing power for five million rand. Uh, we're, in, we're going to a high court now because I think there's a tendency to ill-treat uh, um, particularly independent contractors because they think you don't have rights. Mm. 
you know. But in this case of power, actually, Bob Mabena spoke for me from the grave because he did an interview on a day I was fired and told TT that, no, this guy doesn't, doesn't deserve a hearing. Hearing is for full-time staff. The contract is very clear. It says unless it's about numbers, anything else you can fire the person for, there must be a hearing. That's, that's all we went to argue in court. We didn't argue why they fired me, why they thought I'm a bad person, or, or the, the chairman was angry. <coughs> yeah. No, we just said, here's a clause, 13.2, whatever it was. This clause says you are going to have to do a hearing to determine whether you can fire a person or not. I don't know what he's going to court to review. Right? Uh, he's going to court to waste money. Right? And I will be non-negotiable when that court order comes. Hmm. So what's working? with South Africa today? Well, today I was saying to my producer, I want to talk about freedom of speech. I mean, at the back of this thing of of, of, of it, and at the back of what was said about uh, the Chief Justice. I think our judiciary is weak. You may have difficulty about their transformation, etc. But I think if there's one area of our national life that's working, is a judiciary. That's why I'm sitting here telling you I'm going to sue somebody with five million. And I, I don't doubt in my mind that win or lose, I will be happy that that process was thorough, it was followed, I had lawyers who stood there, they were listened to, and it didn't matter that it's me as a celebrity type person or <coughs> my boss, my former boss's celebrity media mogul were all equal before the law. I think that works, right? It can be better always. Today, uh, 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 the Kasag had lambasted the Chief Justice for something he said on Newsroom Africa. And unfortunately, I have not watched the whole interview. I'm just dealing with the principle. Freedom of expression is for all of us. You can't tell me that the custodians of the Constitution must be told to shut up when things are going wrong. Mm. You can't tell me that <clears throat> Judge Zondo should spend his three years of his life chairing a commission. And when people rubbish that commission, when people don't do anything about a, a commission that spent one billion rand, he must keep quiet. And wait for what? But they say no, he must speak in a judgment. But it, it, it was was the was the, the the Zondo Commission in a judgment? He was a citizen doing citizen duty. But now when he has to comment on that later, they say he must shut up. That cannot be. Kasak is 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 a I want a, want a strong word, but they are hypocritical. They are hypocritical because now he's touching Ramaphosa, <coughs> who's their favorite. They now want to find something wrong that he has Isn't done. Isn't it the same what Tutoit says? People say when you interview or, or Prince Mashele, you yeah. do, they are your buddies, so you won't be a But harsh. I'm not a journalist, so I don't care really. I, I, if, if I like you, I'm not going to pretend I don't like you yeah. for the sake of Peter Tutoit. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Right? So people need to understand <clears> that <throat> it's like an opinion piece, Rams. I, I have a column here in the Times. Yeah. Not once as your editor uh, of the Times, Makud, told me how to write and what to write. Yeah. If I just never edited my piece, not once, right? And I like that because they know that I'm not trying to be a journalist. And in those pieces, I may have said some wrong things because I'm not a perfect person, right? But then I've got the right to do that. I've got the right to say, hey, I don't like Ramaphosa today. Do you know that when Ramaphosa was elected, at Nazarek, I was, at that time I was on Power FM, I said, what a collective sigh of relief. Because I was thinking... Hey, NDZ, I, I think here yeah, the better devil is Ramaphosa. I was yeah. clear. But I could have sat on the fence to say, oh, whatever, it's an ANC thing, I'm not going to comment. So today when I turn and say, but Ramaphosa is weak and spineless and what, 
I want nobody to come and tell me that I must keep quiet or tone down. Who's one person that you'd like to interview and you haven't? <sighs> Jacob Zuma. Why? Because I think he's highly misunderstood. Believe it or not. Jimmy Manu once said that to me. So that scares me when you say that. To yeah, me. highly misunderstood. Um, he's a, he's an extremely charming person. Ram. You know, I don't no, no, charming. I know. I've met him. Yeah, yeah. I can I, tell I, you stories. Yeah, I've I've, <coughs> I've 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 criticized him over the years. I mean, in in the my first year of radio, every other day it was, and he was at the height of messing this country up. Yeah. So I was on top of him, left, right, and center with his ministers and so. And then I got to meet him. Uh, uh, one of the ministers who my friend introduced me to him say hey let's go and meet the president and I don't remember the context but doesn't matter so we go to Mathawandlov and I've never seen a head of state behave like I've met many heads of states around the continent everywhere Jacob Zuma was sitting at the edge of his seat like we've known each other forever making fun of my cope days <coughs> and so on you know uh, and uh, I'll just give you one anecdote. So uh, I've been criticizing uh, uh, government always about the issue of uh, of, of monitoring. There's always this thing about, oh, we, we, we are good at policies, we are bad at implementation and so on. And can you believe that proceeded from his mouth? Yeah. Number one. Number two, he says, of the late Colin Chaban, I don't know what these guys are doing on monitoring and evaluation. I thought they were going to have a big team of people going into municipalities, into provinces. Into, they just have a small little team here of people. I don't know what they are busy with, which fascinated me because that's what we've always been saying. You can't establish a planning commission and then a monitoring evaluation that's weak, that doesn't have teeth, that doesn't have capacity. And this came from Mshololozi who we always saw as somebody who's scripted, who's bumbling away, <laughs> etc. I was thinking if I spend more time with this guy, I may just learn a thing or two. So I want to have that kind of conversation with him, uh, which I think could bring South Africa to a standstill for an hour or two. Uh, but it's been declined so far. Well, I don't know if it answers my next question. Who's avoiding you? Tulas uh, Nwesi. <laughs> <laughs> so I was speaking to the general secretary of the NC this morning. So he said, hey, chief, where are you? You need to come and deal with this thing. So he says, ah, no, I'm away. Don't give this guy too much attention. And so on. Uh, you know, uh, it's two last who must clarify this thing. Because this thing is about the UIF heist. Yeah. You know, and nothing else. I don't believe that. But nevertheless, that's what he said. And I said, yeah, but two has been running away. I met two on a flight. In January, where are we now, Ramsey? It's November. November now. Labor yeah. was man. <laughs> so now he spoke to him and says, yeah, at an appropriate time, the minister was supposed to go, no, chief, I'm sorry. <laughs> tell the minister, and you need to come back to me and tell me a formal, formally uh, what he's saying. Because I can't be asking for the same interview since January. And it's not like he's refusing. He met me on the plane and said, yeah, I'm ready now to come to you. Remember, me and him insulted each other last year. You know, he went to the BCCSA, yeah. you know, after I called him incompetent, and he lost. You know, then I met him in parliament at, during the State of the Nation address, and he said, no, chief, we must have lunch. You know, we're very polite <laughs> to each other. But when we came out of the January 8th this year on, on, in Bloemfontein, we were on the same plane. And he promised with everybody listening in the plane, I'll come, JJ. Yeah, I'm ready now to talk about UIF, etc. There's big things I want to talk about. So he's avoiding me. Togodi Diza, oh, 
God bless her. I mean, she's one of the best ministers, to be honest. Yeah. But tell her to come. I can show you show my WhatsApps to her. No, no, I'll come. The last conversation was to say, I said, she said, all right, I'll come. But what are we going to talk about? No, minister, I've been asking you for three years. The, the agenda is as long as my arm. We're going to talk about everything. And that's really the general brief when you come to my show. We're going to talk about everything. Because I don't know what you're going to answer. You know? So he says, oh, so it's going to be a conversation. Yes, minister. He says, no. If it's going to be a conversation, it means I must also ask you questions. No, that's fine. He says, good. No, he must, she must come. There will be no time. There will be no time for her to ask me anything. <laughs> so, finally, yeah. what is the one big thing that you're working on? I mean, you've done it all. No? You've written books. You did your PhD. you professor now of two universities. <laughs> you run Leadership Magazine and BBQ. I mean, by the way, we must mention them by name, right? Yeah. Amazing stuff. Well done. Thank you. Thank that. you. Thank you. You're Thanks. on television. What's the next big project? I can't say in detail. I can only say to you, as my exit, when I say my exit, I mean like finalize my career now. Yeah. I, I will be an owner of a media of a media house. That one is coming. It may be a big television station or a combination of newspapers and television uh, internationally. Uh, so I'm cracking my skull on that. Uh, I've just launched two weeks ago a syndicated radio show, and you talk a little bit about that. Um, I realized that a lot of community radio stations have a lot of listenership, but politicians, even business people, ignore that mm -hmm. because they think if I'm on power with three listeners, you know, it's because they brand themselves well, I'm, I'm okay. But actually, Josie FM has 700,000 mm -hmm. listeners. Alex FM has 350. Can you believe? Theta FM 350. Yeah. So what I did, I took, I went to talk to 10 of these stations that gives us something like 3.5 million listeners at the time. And we do something called Frank Dialogue on your radio. Every Thursday for two hours, you come there, you reach 3 million people. And then counting alone. We did, we're going to do the same in KZN. Therefore, already agreed. We're going to pilot from January. And at some point, we'll link Gauteng, KZN, Cape Town, and do 30 radio stations for a big platform where we can say president can come and talk to everybody. Wow. So we've just launched it. We've done a few pilots. Uh, we launched in, in, in Alexander. Can you believe I launched with Payanza Lesuf in Alex? Do, would you believe me if I said Payanza Lesuf was the first time he went to Alex FM? Payanza, it's a Top communicator, really? like he, he says, it's the first time he didn't know even know where it is, right? Wow. It shows you our politicians, and this that's our, this is our constituency. It's their constituency, Rams. Their constituency is not in Santen. He will go before the elections. No, he was not there. Once. No, no, he didn't. He, he said, "Hey, we must do this more. <laughs> hey, this is good. This was good." And imagine we've got ten radio stations, and people are phoning from all ten locations. Yes, from Soshanguve, from CD Bank, from from Coffee F, Coffee FM in uh, in Krugers. It was truly amazing. I'm just hoping that the the the, the what are they called? What's the, what's the body the the, the 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 body that regulates this radio station? The one coming and say, "Hey, you can't do this." I don't think there's a law that would stop you to do that. Yeah, you never know with these li <coughs> licensing conditions. But anyway, we're enjoying ourselves. So I think the radio, my, my first love is radio, Rams. Uh, I, just haven't, I just don't have the time to go and do what uh, Obrima Sango is doing. I like his, his show. I'm a, I'm a follower mm -hmm. of his show. Uh, 
so I decided this once of one where we do once a week. We combine the, the, the various radio stations is what I'm going to do. It's at the back of the forum that I host called Frank Dialogue. Yeah. You know, uh, so that, that's really what. So those are the two things I'm working on now, except one or two books that I'm writing and what we call a postdoctoral uh, uh, study on uh, what you call the African media systems, uh, where I'm looking at how African media, uh, you know, is, is, is burgeoning into, into the digital era, etc. in preparation for this a, a big project that will be my last project in my career to own a media house. So, this guy Harasifela, there's a big, a bit of a head over his shoulders. <laughs> right? Wonderful, great. Oh, to JJ Taman. Thank you, buddy. Thank um, you so much. No, We've thank been you. Been this for a long time. Yeah. I'm glad it finally happened. So you're returning the favor soon. You're, soon. You're coming soon. to power to truth. I don't know what I could offer your very esteemed. Clever. You are one uh, of the most erudite minds in this country. You just come, no agenda. You come and just tell me how you think, how you feel about the state of the country. So we'll do that soon. Thank you for your time and from the bottom of my heart, my brother, and the top of my voice, thank you for coming. Thank you, friends. Thank you for having me. And that concludes the show. Thanks for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments via email to me on rams at ramsmavote.com let me know what you think of the podcast and please share why you hate to love JJ Taban download my Sowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts follow us on X at ramsmavote and at Sowetin Live from me Ramsmavote goodbye and God bless <laughs>